Welcome back to Beyond the Helmet, man, and Happy New Year. We are now in 2022, which means that it is time to start talking to some of the guys that are going to be the future of the NFL. And I get to kick it off with possibly the first person in about 50 years to get drafted out of FSU. And no, we're not talking about the Seminoles. We're talking about Fayetteville State, the Broncos. Joining me tonight, man, it's Josh Williams, a first-team All-CIAA an HBCU All-American this year, and of course, Senior Bowl bound. Man, it's been a pretty good year, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, I'm blessed to uh, be in a position I am. Thanks for having and me. Thank you for taking the time. And, and as good as 2021 was for you, man, 2022, uh, seemingly this is only the jumping off point. You get to embark on this crazy journey where you're going to be going playing with the best seniors in the country. And of course, that path leads to the NFL draft. So, this time of year, and technically we're recording this right before Christmas, but man, you got a little bit of time before the game. So what are you doing right now? How are you just trying to uh, keep yourself mentally and physically ready so that by the time you get down to, to Mobile, you'll be ready to go? Right. Um, so for this past week, um, you know, I kind of moved my whole operation down to Miami. Um, I'm training training with Pete Bomarito. And so far, everything's great. Um, they got a great staff down there, great group of guys I'm training with. Um and, and, you know, I'm getting after it every day. They're giving me good meals, you know, um, working on any kind of mobility, flexibility things and, um, you know, getting stronger all together. So all of these things, you know, kind of just being here and, and getting all the treatment, all the work and all the um, tips that I can is, I think, really going to help me when I get down in the mobile. And um, I know I'm going to go down there and put on a show. Yeah, I, I'm sure you will. But it, what, what fascinates me about your story is that, you know, you're not, you weren't this highly touted high school recruit. Uh, obviously, you were physically gifted. But I, I mean, at this point in your career, you're still pretty young at playing corner. When it comes to really tweaking, you know, working and training, tweaking your craft to be ready for the senior bowl and, and beyond, uh, how do you focus on what you want to work on and what you want to improve upon? Right. Um, you know, no player is perfect. Um, and, you know, everybody has their flaws. I don't know if there's one thing in particular I need to work on, but I do know my game as a whole is definitely something I want to improve on. And um, like you said, you know, I've been playing corner my whole life. I started playing in my senior year of high school. And um, I give most of most of that credit to my high school coach, uh, Coach Brian Farson, who coached at Sawan University now. But um, I train with him when I'm back in Fayetteville. Um, and, and, you know, he keeps me kind of on my toes. He watches my film, my games, man. He watches me train and, um, you know, he gives me tips. Uh, he criticizes me and, uh, tells me what to work on. And, you know, that's a big, uh, big influence in, um, what I, what I kind of choose to focus on maybe that week, that month or whatever. And, uh, you know, like I said, for the most part, it's just, uh, tweaking, tweaking a couple of things here or there and um, just making sure everything's sharp um, and as crisp as it can be. So you start playing your senior year of high school, cornerback, I mean, not just football, but through this evolution over the last, you know, four or five years, what has been the hardest for you to, to get right and tweak? Has there been any part in particular that's been sort of the, the most difficult for you to really learn the nuances of the position? Um. You know, uh, I don't want to say it was just natural, but it definitely felt more. Uh, it felt more fluid playing uh, playing corner as opposed to when I was a receiver. Um, 
you know, when I was a receiver, it seemed like I couldn't catch a cold. And all of a sudden, uh, people are talking about how good my ball skills are as a corner. And, um, you know, that, that was definitely uh, due to, you know, hard work, stuff like that. But, um, you know, just kind of learning how to uh, control your body, flip to the ball, um, knowing when to do certain things with your body, whether it be crack your hips or, or stay square, things like that. Um, a lot of it is just repetition and, um, you know, film. Like, you got to watch yourself play to know what you're good or bad at. And, uh, you know, I think I've done a good amount of that to kind of be at the position I am now. Now, the position you're in now, uh, I'd imagine that back in high school, maybe early high school, I should say, was it even a thought? Because as far as I can tell, you're more of a, like a basketball guy, but particularly a track guy. Like at what point were you like, hey, man, this this football thing might take me somewhere? Uh, yeah, like you said, uh, big track guy. Uh, my dad was my track coach. Um, you know, I was running in USA track and field national uh, championships, stuff like that. Um, I just liked, I loved football more than um, track. I was just, just so happened to be better at track. And I was thinking, uh, matter of fact, I honestly um, was planning on joining the military because I know I didn't really want to on track professionally unless I had to, or, you know, or in the collegiate level unless I had to. And uh, my plan was to, you know, go to the military, get my degree, be an officer or something like that. And uh, my senior year, I kind of uh, had the opportunity to uh, go, go um, and play the next level. And that's, that's, I think, after my senior year was kind of when I was like, um, of course, I always had dreams of playing professional football since a young age. Like, since, you know, I was playing running back, I wanted to be the next Adrian Peterson. But, um, yeah, I'd say my senior year, I was kind of like, you know, well, I'm very fast. I'm, you know, I would hit my growth spurts. I was probably like 6'2 six, six, at that point. And um, I was like, you know, I don't think there's a lot of corners who have those uh, attributes, even in the NFL. And I was, you know, just thinking, uh, you know, if I put in the work, I, I know I could do what those guys do. You know, I watch them play and I and I see, you know, what it takes to, to get to the next level. So, you know, that's kind of around the time I started putting it together. So at what point do you actually, so I, you know, you're dream chasing, like, like any kid should be when they're, you know, 17, 18 years old. At what point right. in the process do you actually cross over into having like legitimate belief, like uh, this might come together? Did you, did you always have it or, cause it's just, it's easy to sit here today and be like, wow, man, this, the, the senior year that you just had and like getting right. invited to the senior bowl, like, of course, but like a couple of years back, man, at what point did you ever have a coach or uh, an NFL scout ever say something that like really inspired you? Like this, this actually might be really close. Man. And like I said, I mentioned it earlier, uh, my, my coach will move me to corner, man, from day one. Like he, he had been saying, you're going to go to the NFL, man. You gonna you know, blah, blah, blah. It don't matter where you go. You're going to do, you know, big things. And of course my dad always believed me stuff like that, but that was the first, uh, my, my football coach was, you know, the one who kind of kept playing in my head, like, yo, you, you're really going to go, you stay healthy, do what you need to do. And, uh, my sophomore year, you know, I believed it. You can ask anybody, uh, you know, from my freshman year, I was, I was, uh, not young and dumb, but man, I, I was very, you know, uh, eccentric about just my future. And I, and I felt like I could do anything, you know, and, um, not to the point where I was cocky. I was just really, really, um, just excited and, and I believed in myself a lot and my sophomore year uh that all of that kind of I guess came to fruition had a pretty good sophomore season 
in uh, 2019 uh, before COVID. And um, that's after that season, that's kind of when, um, you know, my coach, he would, uh, my position coach would sometimes call me and be like, hey, man, you know, uh, you know, he'll always start off with some, man, I hope you're working. I hope you're doing something, blah, blah, blah. You know, I got people calling me. And I'm like, all right, you know, coach, yeah, I hear you, blah, blah, blah. And um, I, we didn't have a 2020 season uh, because of COVID. So 2021, man, um, they, they kind of just start rolling in. Um, you know, a scout from every team. And, um, you know, I'm doing interviews with them. And they're asking me a million questions. And uh, it was a blessing. Uh, every last one of them. I learned a lot from from those guys that came in and um, had a lot of good conversations. And, and a lot of it was me kind of just asking questions, uh, you know, how I can be a better football player, what to expect, what do I need to do uh, within the next few months or, or the next half year to make it to the next level. And uh, I soaked up that knowledge and, and you know, this kind of is where I'm at now down here training. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so was it on your radar at all that you might get the call to the senior bowl? Um, in the summer, uh, you know, I had made a watch list. Originally the first watch list I made was like the NFL PA bowl or something like that. And then, um, you know, I, I get out of workouts one day. It was like, not, matter of fact, I think we're actually in fall camp. Man, I'm tired, like dog tired. And I get all these notifications on my phone. You know, I'm seeing like Twitter, Instagram blowing up. And, you know, uh, I'm looking, I'm reading. I'm like, whoa, senior bowl. And the thing is crazy because, you know, four or five months prior, um, that that's actually something I wrote down in my notes, which is my wall screen, uh, was one of my goals was to make the senior bowl. And, um, you know, a lot of times, sometimes we set goals and uh, we're not really sure if we're going to make them. You know, we hope we make them and we do what we can to make them. But, you know, at the end of the day, you do what you can do and control what you can control. So um, when I seen that, it was kind of like, OK, you know, well, this is a real possibility. Um, I went out there, uh, played the best I could uh, this season. Um, and, you know, end of the year, I ended up getting uh, a surprise uh, kind of visit from Jim Nagy. Um, and, you know, that was that was a great experience. Uh, my teammates were there, family was there, uh, the whole nine. So it was great. Um, and that's kind of how that played out. Yeah, and that, there's a great video of that. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's on your, your Twitter feed. Uh, but I love yeah. that you've been writing down goals. I, I What an awesome thing to look back and reflect on. But you didn't let yeah. COVID derail you at all, like no 2020 season. I'd have met, for a lot of guys, man, that, that, that can be a dream killer. Not that it kills it, but you get so dejected that you kill it yourself. You didn't seemingly let the negativity get into you. Man, not at all. That uh, whole COVID year, all I did, I was uh, a delivery boy um, on this military base for, for pizza uh, or Domino's. And, you know, I was doing that. So I would lift, uh, you know, practice, go to work, and uh, repeat. And, you know, man, that was probably, you know, one of my, like, one of the, that was a time in my life I feel like I really, like, you know, was, was hustling and uh, kind of just getting to it. I feel like it made me more of a, uh, just a man and uh, more responsible, stuff like that. So I was, um, I was definitely learning, like, maybe not everything on the field. Um, it was just a lot of life lessons, um, maturity growing up, knowing, you know, just how to, how to uh, handle myself as a man. And, um, you know, believe it or not, I think a lot of that probably just played into this season. Um, you know, the training I did and, you know, the mindset I had through that COVID year, um, it kind of all just played out this season. So, 
Yeah. I, I want to just shift gears a, a little bit. Um, from an outsider's perspective, like myself, when I saw Deion Sanders become coach Deion Sanders and bring a lot of attention to HBCU schools, seemingly I, I felt like as an average fan, now I'm really more engaged in that entire scene. Whereas it's, it's, it was nothing personal on my part. It's just, if it's not on TV, it's almost out of sight, out of mind. So now yeah. it seems like he has really shined a spotlight. Do you feel that uh, as a player, actually, not that you've played up, uh, against Jackson state this year, but did you <clears throat> feel that there's been any sort of difference in the level of attention that, you know, schools like FSU are getting? Absolutely. Um, you know, when, when he came or when he announced that he was coaching, um, I, I could see it like, you know, I kind of not predicted, but you know, that's a pretty big name. Um, he's a well-respected, um, and he's putting together a good program. It's not like it's just, uh, you know, he's just a big name and, and he's running some, you know, uh, bad program, you know, they made it to the championship. They didn't win, but they made it to the championship. They're getting big recruits and it's kind of just showing there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of talent in HBCU. I think a lot of times the main thing that's missing is, um, you know, maybe a few things here and there, you know, facilities, maybe organization um, and, and just attention, things like that, funding. And all of those, those things could be changed, you know, um, just with, you know, a couple of uh, maybe years, seasons, um, five, 10 years from now, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these HBCUs were going against Power 5 schools uh, and, and, and winning games, so. Totally agree. Totally agree. Now, if I'm going to mention one coach, I, I, I got to follow it up with Coach Hayes. You know, as right. we can't talk about the job that, that Dion's doing, <laughs> if we don't mention right. your coach who came in in 2016 and, you know, year in and year out before you guys even got there, powerhouse school. You know, yeah. what can you attribute to how Coach Hayes runs his program for the level of consistent success? Um, is there anything that you've been able to take from his approach and maybe how you sort of approach your craft as you look to become a professional? Definitely. Uh, Coach Hayes is big on making plays. Um, you know, he, he kind of made me turn from a, um, you know, oh, I don't want my receiver catching the ball to like, a, um, I want to catch the ball and I don't want to just catch the ball. Uh, this year I want to score. So um, it was definitely, uh, you know, a developed, um, kind of mindset through the, through this time I had with Coach Hayes, and he's a great coach. He's great at bringing in players. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, the three years or the four years I've been here, I haven't got to um, win a championship. Um, but I mean, we do get there every year. Um, you know, and I'm 100 percent sure it'll be there next year, and I'm 100 percent sure they'll win the championship next year. Um, so. You know, it's the proof is in the pudding. He's a great coach. Um, you know, and the team we've been losing to, they're, they're a great program. So it's not like we're just losing to some, uh, you know, just subpar team. They they run a good program up there at Bowie too. So um, Coach A is doing a great job, and I'm sure he'll continue to do a great job with Favorite State. I believe it. Now, I, I did see someone ask you previously because um, in the NFL, when you're getting in, you kind of get typecasted a little bit right they say well this guy's a zone mm -hmm. corner this guy's you know he's off this guy you know can play press yeah. I heard you say that man you're you're a do-it-all you're, you're not going to let someone put you in a box absolutely I mean um like you said man a lot of people uh yes I'm tall and uh 
that think, oh man, all they can do is press. Um, honestly, I, I mean, I think I could play off press, uh, zone. It, I mean, whatever, whatever the the job requires, I feel like I can get it done. And um, if there's a job I can't get done, give me some time, and I guarantee you, I'll be able to learn how to get it done. So um, that's not to say I don't have anything to work on, but. I'm very confident in my skills, and I know with time, um, I'll be a great corner, and um, I'll be a great corner in the NFL too, not just you know at the collegiate level. So, who do you model your game after? You, you know, if not model your game, who do you watch film on? Man, uh, growing up, I was a big Sean Taylor fan. Um, you know, I grew up living in Washington, of course, so uh, I was a big, big Sean Taylor fan. Um, you know, I watch a lot of guys. Uh, Man, Darrell Revis, that was probably that's probably my favorite corner ever was Darrell Revis. Um, you know, just how his whole game, man, shutting down the whole side of the field. Um, you know, to this day, I still watch his film. And players I watch now kind of uh Jalen Ramsey, he's a great corner. Uh JC Jackson, Stephon Gilmore, both good, uh good corners. Uh, you know, Trayvon Diggs, great ball skills. Uh love watching him and his interceptions. Um you know, there's a lot of guys, man. There's not just one player I model. I try to take a little bit from uh, all these uh, great athletes and great DBs in the NFL and kind of add that to my game, you know, be the best me I can be. Definitely. Uh, now, I, I really want to ask because um, not too many guys get uh, name image likeness deals. I mean, the NIL has only been around for a year, but you were one of them. Um, so I would just love to hear the, the story of how that came together. Because for those that don't know, I believe it was the the CEO of Fuddruckers, Nicholas Perkins, who mm-hmm. also happens to own a church's chicken. Um, yep. how, how did that whole story come about? Uh, so Nicholas Perkins, like you said, um, you know, uh, thank God for him. He's uh, actually one of my frat brothers. And, um, you know, he, he kind of approached me uh, with the idea. And, of course, you know, I jumped all over it. Um, we ran it through the school. We got that done. And, um, you know, it's a blessing, man. Uh, matter of fact, before I um before I had actually got the the NIL deal, I had never been to the churches in Fayetteville, and I had never even eaten churches. So um, you know, it was it was an experience in itself, and uh, you know, it's a good experience because I went there and ate, and uh, the food was actually good. Uh, ended up going back, so you know, I'm very happy about how all of this played out, and then I got to actually take advantage of uh just the NIL um you know kind of new opportunity you know, everything going around with NCAA. So I'm glad I got to get in on it. Definitely. So, man, as we get close to wrapping up here, I had mentioned from the top, I think it's been like 46 years since a individual from your school has been drafted. Like I said, <clears throat> your first team All-American, HBCU. Do you feel any sort of pressure, not pressure that you put on yourself, but any external pressure of like having to represent your school, represent it, all HBCUs, you know, going to the senior bowl, going to the draft, you know, people are going to say, Hey, he's a small school prospect. Uh, he's never played up against this level of talent before the, the same stuff. They always throw at guys in your shoes, but do you feel any of that pressure? And if you do, how do you deal with it? Man, I feel like, you know, I don't feel like I have any pressure at all. If anything, I think I put more pressure on myself than anybody else. You know, it's not like, um, it's not like people are always texting me saying, Oh man, you know, if this doesn't pan out, blah, blah, blah. They give me words of encouragement, and um, I use that, of course, to fuel my fire. But the fire is already there, man. You know, I'm very self-motivated. Um, and I feel I don't feel like, um, you know, I kind of feel as if 
I'm underrated. Um, you know, when I go down there, I think a lot of guys aren't expecting me to be as good as I am. And um, I just can't wait to go down there and show how uh, talented and uh, how good of a football player I am. So, um, you know, definitely no pressure, um, especially with the preparation I'm going through. Um, if anything, it's just more so me being excited. Um, I'm anxious to get out there and show, showcase myself. Now, do you pay any attention at all to, like, other names of other guys that will be there? Um, I know a couple of the guys that will be here. Um, a couple, uh, there's a couple of people uh, that are going that I'm training with down here. But, um, I, I mean, I know the lists are, are coming out, but um, the only – Senior Bowl, like, videos, and they're all 2020 stuff. Me just watching the old one-on-ones. Um, I don't really know any of the receivers or DBs going yet, besides the one I just mentioned. Fair enough. Well, man, to get you out of here, I got a couple quick questions for you. I call it the gauntlet, so I hope you're ready. I need your knee-jerk reaction to a few things, starting with what is most important, having the number one offense or the number one defense? Uh, in the NFL today, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I would believe probably having uh, the number one offense, and that's probably crazy coming from a, a defensive player, but uh, just the rules that are in place, um, you know, it's it's not, you know, 2000 or 1995 where um, a lot of teams are, are kind of running the ball and stuff like that. A lot of people can put up points, and you can see that with the Chiefs. Um, you know, they didn't their, – their defense isn't all that great, and um, their offense makes up for it. So uh, I feel like a lot of teams are kind of uh, fitting towards that. But I do think um, having a solid defense, uh, like if you have a, a great defense and, um, you know, your, your offense just isn't bad, you know, as long as the offense isn't bad and your defense is great, I feel like it would be the team with a great offense and a bad defense. So Fair enough. Now, yeah. do you have a, a pregame ritual that you stick to? The only pregame ritual I really do – Put in, uh, put in my AirPods, listen to some reggae music, do some yoga, uh, and and that's about it, man. I go out there and, and play. I don't need too much to to go out there and do my thing. Now, do you have a favorite football memory so far? Man, uh, my favorite. I have a lot of favorite football memories. Um, but probably my my first, which is probably my most important one, I guess, would be um. Peewee football, probably. Um, it was like a snowy game almost, or it was just really cold outside, and I broke like seven tackles. We were losing the game going into halftime with no time left. I scored before halftime. And um, that was that was just probably my most exciting play ever uh, as a football player, so that's probably why I remember it so well in Peewee. <laughs> Love it. Now, what's yeah. most important? Is it the players or is it the scheme? Well, I mean – if the, I mean, it just depends. If the players aren't suit, if you don't have a player like this, just outstanding, then I would say the scheme. Um, because you know, if, if the scheme is good, you can you can plug and play players. But if you have you know talented players, then I'd always say the players. Um, just because I mean, you can't teach you can't teach some things. You know, uh, some guys are just ballers, man. You can put them anywhere and they'll make a play. So you know, if if you ask me, I'd rather have a talented player than a, a really great scheme. Um, because I feel like with a good scheme and then, you know, great players, I'd be better than uh, a great scheme and okay players. So, you know, you can go either way, though. Um, scheme is important. So it's just your preference, I guess. There's no right answer. It's a trap question. Right. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Last one for you. 
what is the best piece of advice that you would give to anyone, call it a high school kid that says, hey man, how do I get to where you are right now? I would say just consistently do whatever your position is or, or whatever you do, consistently lift. I, I feel like it always starts in the weight room. Um, you know, so get that under your belt. Um, if you're in high school, run track, definitely run track. Uh, you know, I feel like a lot of times that's probably where you develop a lot of your speed and, and the speed will actually last because you're growing with it and um, consistently get outside and do some type of training, whether that be you just get a get the ladder for 30 minutes. after You, you could do 30 minutes of training every day. That's nothing. Um, do something, you know, just something to perfect just, you know, your football craft, you know, whether you're offensive tackle, lineman or linebacker, DB, whatever you're doing, find something every day you can do a schedule, uh, make it a habit, kind of just get out there and get just a little better at something every day. And, um, you know, all of that time that's built up and you're doing the same routine, doing all of that time is, is going to uh, multiply itself. And within maybe a year or two, I definitely think you'll see the results. It's like compounding interest, man. Just got to keep exactly. working at it. Man, Joshua Williams, for those that don't know the name, they're going to know it soon because they're going to be hearing it on Sundays. It's at Official on social media. I've never had a prospect come on this podcast and not get drafted. So I, I think this is a good omen for you. Man, <laughs> yes, sir. So excited to watch the story as it unfolds. Thanks for taking the time. Any last words you want this to end on? Um, no, I, I thank God for the position I'm in. I, I thank my family and my coaches for uh, helping me get there. Beautiful.